So Curtis, I heard that you're gonna you're thinking about uh, donating to Cool Cat. Stop, was it stops the school shooting? It is. I've been thinking about this for a long time. And yeah, GoFundMe is up, and it's we talked for, about it's it. It's an Indiegogo. Yeah, it's been up for a couple of months now because I remember when the trailer came out for it. Right, and I was so excited. Right, I remember when they first talked about the funding. One of the idea, one of the things was a hundred bucks, and you can have your name in the credits as one of the one of the deals. Yes, that's very true, and, and I very much want to be a part of that. We really talked about that. We were just like, we should totally do this. I'm going to look up what the minimum amount is to donate for your name in the credits, because mm-hmm. that's really all I want. Mm-hmm. Say hi, Jacob. I will... Hi. I do that. I want to do that again. Say hi, Jacob. Hello. We have Jacob back again. Hey, hey. Yeah, I I need to find it because this is very important to me. Okay. Cool Cat is very important to me. It is very important to me, too. I'm actually, you're making me very curious. Anyways. $35 is the minimum. To have your name in the credits? $35. Really? That's it. $35 is the bare minimum. Curtis. And you still get the book, the MP3, and the poster. Curtis. We may have to do this. Yeah, we seriously might. I can give you $35 from my wallet right now. Another $10 and you get a Cool Cat shirt and a digital download of the film. That's $45? Yeah. 50, well, I don't understand this. This this, His entire system doesn't make sense because sometimes you get things and sometimes you don't get things. Naturally. Depending on how much money you donate. But if we donate 35, we for sure get our name in the credits. Yes. So we may kind of have to do that. We may have to do that. (laughs) I'm going to do it at least. I think I will too. Derek Savage deserves my money. Yes, he does. What movie were we talking about? Yeah. What what movie were we talking about, Jacob? Gotti. Ah, yeah. Good old Gotti. I remember, yeah, this movie came out. John Travolta. That's the only one I know in this movie. And then... Uh, a bunch of other random people. Yeah, basically John Travolta playing this guy who was this big mob boss um, back at, big back in like the 80s and 90s and then just recently died a few years ago named uh, John Gotti. And that basically it's about his legacy or story, something like that. Anyways, John Travolta. Go ahead, Jacob. Initial thoughts. On Travolta or or the movie movie. or... And also, I apologize for whatever Curtis is doing to my voice right now. Yeah, Curtis has got his toy out today. effects. And I don't know what I sound like. I could be a woman. I could be James Earl Jones. I really don't know. Uh, You could talk about any of it, I think. I mean, are we just going to go over... Yeah. Yeah, Before we get into deep spoilers. I don't even know how to comprehend what spoilers are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we can go ahead and just give our initial thoughts. Jacob, if you want to start, you can. Do you have to do the deep talker? Yeah, you're too far away from the mic anyway. Do you have to do the deep talker? Oh, okay. Um, so, I thought this movie was pretty much the the room of crime movies. Um, and the bad part is... Uh, it's not like there's a crackpot like Tommy Wiseau behind the camera to not take this movie seriously. Um, mm-hmm. Because 
it takes itself very seriously. And that's such a sad thing, because if it would have taken itself a hair less seriously, this would have been one of the funniest movies of all time. And it's not, which makes me kind of disappointed. But it sucks, and it's fun. I don't know if I could recommend it, because I don't want to see trash like this get made and released. But you might just enjoy it if you have a if you need to be reminded what good movies are like. So your mileage may vary. That's all. Curtis. Oh, you want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. I I'll think you there. should go first. Okay. I want to hear what you have to say. Let me think about this. Uh it had such good promise from the very first line of dialogue when John Travolta is standing next I think what is it the Brooklyn Bridge um and then just, he just turns, turns around, around he's like hey yeah turns around with his accent and goes hey I'm I'm Gotti and <laughs> such a bad accent I'm yeah. John Gotti and he just starts talking to the audience and it's just like this is my story and then just kind of goes into it and then it goes from that bridge scene to him talking to his son about what happened between him and his boys and in the family so it's kind of pulls a uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, where it's a story within a story within a story. Just in the most interesting way. Yeah, I don't think it was on purpose either. They just accidentally did it. Anyways, yeah, this movie actually really sucks. Um, I, it's, it's really hard to talk about because there's so much that happens that is just the most amazing thing you've ever seen. But at the same time, it's it's just so bad and it's edited so poorly that it's all kind of just a mush in my mind. Overall, I mean, yeah, it sucks. But I would say the best parts of this movie are the beginning 45 minutes and the last 45 minutes. Because it's just, it doesn't know what what it's trying to do. It's just trying to tell some kind of story and just runs with it. it makes it just so much fun. It's just so much fun to watch this. Just, it's just a train wreck. Is that it? Is it my turn? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know about the two of you, but I've clearly had a very different experience than either of you did in this Yeah. Movie. We talked about this. You two, like, legitimately hated it. Uh, I wouldn't say I hated it. Yeah, I don't think I hated it either. It just sucks. Well, as far as I'm concerned, it was incredible. Of course. It was Incredibles 2. Of course. I saw Incredibles 2. No. It was, was that movie, by the way, Curtis? I thought it was fine. I didn't love it. You can leave now. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Gotti might be my favorite movie of 2018. I don't have anything bad to say about it. It has a great message. So this might be the greatest movie I've seen in 2018. Why are you guys laughing at me? I'm serious. I'm just... <laughs> what is happening? Why are you laughing? No, listen. Listen. All right. Listen. Okay. The, there is no movie that can be better than Truth or Dare. Ain't no way. No Gotti, no John Travolta can make a movie better than Truth or Dare. There's I'm telling no you, way. this is just too good to be true. Now I feel like I missed out because the best movie I've seen all year is The Cloverfield Paradox. Ah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, that one, but that one just kind of sucked. Yeah, but even then, I'm talking like in terms of good quality movies here. Like I'd put this up there with First Reformed. Ooh, 
I like this movie a lot. Get out. What was that? that? No, that came out last year. Yeah. Yeah, Jacob? I got nothing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I have no complaints about this, and I will come to its defense at every turn. Oh, yeah? So I'm ready to fight. Okay. Uh, Curtis... I don't know where you want to start, but I'm ready. I'm just going to start. I'm just going to jump right in. Uh, I guess spoilers now. Uh, yeah, I, it's kind of, we, you kind of under, at this point you get that Jacob and I didn't like it, and Curtis just, well, wow. See, the thing is, Alan, I don't know if you can have spoilers in this movie, because nothing happens. Like, okay, I shouldn't say that. Things happen, but there's no coherency to any of this. Like, I don't understand how we could possibly spoil this movie because, one, it's a true life story, and two, it makes no sense. I would agree with you on that. It's something you could probably just go up a little look up on Wikipedia, but I will See, be with I this. would disagree with you. I think this movie makes complete sense. <laughs> they keep laughing at me, and I don't know why. Because you suck, Curtis. This is what I'll say. All right, I'm gonna take my film seriously. I'm the. Fi- I'll be. I will represent the film snob in the room. Okay, I'll represent the critic, the zero percent currently on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'll represent the marketing of John Gotti, which is go see this movie anyway because critics don't know what they're talking about. All right, I'll take you on, Curtis. We'll, we'll talk about that later. The editing sucks. Okay, talk to me about why. Tell me why the editing was listen, so bad. Okay, listen. All right. What you don't do is you make a movie that's four hours long and then try and tell that same four hour long movie but cut out everything except for like an hour and 45 minutes. Tell that to the DC Extended Universe. All I'm saying, all right, is that this year Gotti sounds like it had a four and a half hour long movie and they tried to tell that exact same story in an hour and 45 minutes so you have scenes that just go from just just go on from one event to the next that have no correlation at all because there's just pieces missing or you have dialogue or no no sorry once again to the editing you have scenes that just are such tonal shifts that or almost a slap in the face. Like there was this one when their kid dies, and then he, there is some montage that happens after this um, about him grieving about it, and he goes into his wife, and the scene just changes to this very depressing tone as he tells her, "You need, you need to get up and get yourself together." And then it switches again once he leaves the room to some happier tone and stuff like that. Editing sucks. That's what I say. Jacob, do you have any fighting words as well? I haven't seen a movie this poorly edited since the Airbud franchise. Uh, um, Ocean's Eight. Okay, different kind of bad editing. This, this is this is horrible. Like, and I think the thing that I liked even. I don't, I, I don't know if I don't think you mentioned this, but those like tonal shift scenes, 
the thing that throws me is that in that montage, like you go from the montage, the little scene with the wife is like 45 seconds. And then it switches tone for another minute and a half scene. And then it goes to another two and a half minute scene. Then it goes back to a 30 second scene. Like, it's not just that the editing is incoherent and it's totally uh, out of whack. Like, there's obvious pieces missing. And there's nothing that makes me want to know what actually is missing. It's not like a movie like like that has some pretty big structural editing problems like like Batman vs. Superman where I want to see kind of what fills in the gaps. I have no desire to see any of what fills in the gaps in this movie because it's garbage. Curtis, you know we're right. Just succumb to the the critics on Rotten Tomatoes and us. Just just do it. That's right, Curtis. You take it. You you know we're right. Okay. Let's talk about the editing. Oh. <laughs> I'm more than happy to admit that the editing has some issues. No movie is perfect. I will not defend this movie as a perfect movie. Although I should. And I could. <laughs> I will not do that. You guys have to take me seriously. Why are you laughing I'm at me? taking you seriously. Your opinions are just so baffling to me that it makes me laugh. Well, we'll find out, won't we? Okay, fine. Just talk. The editing in this movie, to me, was very reminiscent of how it was in John Gotti's day. It was very representative of the way that he lived his life. Chaotic fragmented oftentimes dramatic moving from one situation to the next without the ability to change tone but forcing himself to from a wedding to a funeral we talked about this in first reformed it's true we did you're right i think here it works just as well as it did there because it reflects the very nature of who John Gotti is and who he's supposed to be. Uh, I wouldn't say he's a pastor, Jacob. I'm just telling you. All right, fine. That's I'll, where I'm at. I'll give it to you. But now you, what you can't defend is the writing, boy. Listen, the first 45 minutes of this movie literally is... The writer is trying to get John Travolta to say the F word as many times as possible. You can't tell me that's not good writing. Wolf of Wall Street doesn't count. Out of the picture. Jacob, help me out. Back me up. Well. It's it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm... What's what's I think what's worse is that I'm trying to think of an example and I can't because it's so bland. It's so unmemorable. I remember no piece of dialogue in this movie. Do I actually? No, I don't. I really don't because I remember it the sucks. F-words. Yeah, because the F word is the most objectionable thing uh on the planet. That's the only thing I remember. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, defend that, Curtis. Yeah, defend unmemorable dialogue, boy. Alan? Yes, up. 
Today, a week ago, yeah. at this moment in time, yeah. what were you doing? I don't know. What were you saying? I don't know. What was I saying? I, I not, I'm very confused. I'm not entirely sure. A week ago, today, do you remember where you were? Not exactly. Do you remember what you were doing this time a week ago? No. Interesting. I actually don't. I find it interesting that you're complaining about unmemorable dialogue in a normal person, a real life person's life. When you can't remember the dialogue that you uttered a week hey. ago. <laughs> interesting. I don't know it? why you're being like this, but I want the real Curtis back. It's so interesting to me that that's where we are now. That we can complain about the dialogue in a movie that is normal and easy to forget when you can't even remember what you said a week ago. Oh, Jacob, he's kind of got a good point. A movie is not about what Alan said a week ago. A movie is supposed to be a higher thing of art. It's supposed to be a memorable experience, something with entertainment, something with meaning, not Alan's meaningless, boring, mundane life. You tell him, Blondie. Yeah. So, eat that. What is art? Uh, Besides a representation of reality. A representation of reality. Granted, sometimes that representation is elevated, but sometimes it's not. Look at documentaries, capturing real-life events of real-life people. Hmm? Did I ask you, what was the point? What was the point of this piece of trash? It's incoherent, and, the, and like the dialogue doesn't give me anything. It just gives me people talking. Like, there's no overarching theme to the dialogue at all. Like, every movie, no matter how bad it is. Heck, even Jack and Jill and Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas and Nicolas Cage's uh, fantastic film Left Behind, all of those have points. Even if they suck, they still have messages. Like, this film says nothing with a single line of dialogue. Okay, Mickey Mouse, tell me this. What is the overarching theme of your whole life? Hmm? That's the point of this movie, to tell the story of one man's life from start to finish. What else do you need from that other than a realistic depiction of the way that John Gotti lived his life? And that's what we received through the dialogue. I think he's normal. Everyday conversations. I think he's got you there, Jacob. I know I do. The dialogue is the most realistic dialogue I've heard all year long. In cinema. Making some pretty good points there, Curtis. I've really thought this through in but, the uh, 20 minutes between this movie and now. All right. Let, let me see you take on this. Bring it. Hang on a minute. I'll give you this, Curtis. The movie looks pretty good. I'll give you this. There are shots where I say, hey, hey, they put some work into that. They put some actual thought. And it looks, it looks pretty good. I would agree. And I think their use of stock footage to get us set into the time period was also superb. I think you're right. I'm, I'm, you know... 
I may have given you crap before, Curtis, but I think I'm beginning to understand where you're coming from. I don't know, Jacob. What do you think? I'm staying a part of the 0%, Alan. 0%. Okay. Yeah. This is what I'm beginning to see. I think you're right, Curtis. Sure, they use stock footage. But hey, works for the movie. Works for the individual. So what else do you want to talk about, about Gotti? Should we talk about the directing or yeah. the acting? Let's do the acting. What are your thoughts on the acting? Hmm. I've given this some thought now that I've heard Curtis speak his mind. And I walked out of this movie saying, hey, listen. Not the best acted movie, but not the worst acted movie. And then I saw Curtis's way of thinking and saw his way of life. And I said, hey, that's not too bad. Not too bad. Look, you got something to say, Jacob. I always have something to say, Alan. And I used to respect your opinion in film. Because... Outside of John Travolta, everybody in this film is bland. Everybody in this film is pointless. Everybody in this film does nothing. They do nothing. And that's not just the characters. The actors do nothing. And then there's John Travolta, who I actually have a somewhat respectable opinion of because I think F, like when I saw Pulp Fiction and how he worked in that I thought I thought that wow this guy can actually act and then I saw this and it reminded me why I haven't seen him in anything for quite a while because every action that he does on screen or or rather I should say Every line of dialogue that he says is accompanied by the most bland gestures that you would associate with the real-life Jordan Belfort trying to sell you a pen. Like, really, it sucks. It sucks, it sucks, it sucks, it sucks, it sucks. I have literally no idea how a director could think that this acting was with like not worthy of a critique on set or some kind of something i don't know like i can see this movie working with john travolta but it doesn't because there's nobody behind the camera telling him what to do there's nobody in the script that's saying hey we should give him some actual lines to do something with instead of making gestures on each syllable like he even drops the accent several times that he's like he's maintaining this New York accent the whole time through the movie, and he drops it several times, and then it's back up again the next scene. Like that's inexcusable for somebody with his kind of tenure. Like I'll give the makeup uh, artists some credit; they do a pretty good job of making him appear like John Gotti. But there's nothing that he can do in this role to make me think that he's this character. Every time I looked at him, I was like, this is John Travolta playing a mob boss who really wasn't all that terrifying, who really wasn't all that intimidating, who really wasn't all that great of a family man either. Like, there's no... I I can't sympathize or empathize or any 
kind of empathize with this character at all. Because John Travolta just doesn't do doesn't do anything in this role. I don't he, know. He's so horrible. I don't know, Curtis. He's got you pretty beat there, buddy. I'm going to have to agree a little bit on Jacob here. Uh, I wouldn't say that all the characters are necessarily pointless or do a bad job. I would say that just one of the characters, that being uh, John A. Gotti, that's his son. Junior. Yeah, Junior. His wife, kind of pointless, just saying. But, but I'll come down the middle of the road here. There are times when the acting is... All right, it's pretty good. You know, John Travolta, he's got some experience behind him. He can pull out that New York accent pretty well. There are times, sure, he slips up a bit. But can you give the guy credit? I mean, he is like, what, 70 years old? He's been in quite a number of movies. But that's that's beside the point. That's beside the point. I think the real winner here is with the son, Mr. Mr. Junior. Because his character goes through probably the biggest change of the entire movie. And I think I he agree. does a pretty good job. I'm just saying. So I'm in the middle here. I'm in the middle. See, Alan, the fact that I couldn't recognize that that character went through the most change because of the insanely wooden acting mm-hmm. makes me think that everything you just said was a complete lie. And I'm going to be reiterating this a lot. If I haven't already said this, I'm going to say it again. Um, I've seen worse acting, and I enjoy that worse acting way more. There's just nothing remarkable about this. Like, it's bad acting, but it's not, like, it's not the level of the room. It's more like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of how I would, what movie I would compare this to. Because it's just bad. Like, it's not even funny bad. It's just bad. Curtis, stop giving me a wet willy. It's not funny. <laughs> Curtis, I gotta know what you gotta think about yeah, this. Yeah, I'd love to give my opinion. Yeah, please, because I'm actually very, very curious. Okay. John Travolta. Of course. A staple in the community. Classic. Of the acting community. Yeah. I should be more specific. Of my community. Your community, and only your community. I love John Travolta. He's a class act. He's a Scientologist, sometimes. Oh, yes. Maybe. We don't know. Yeah. He could be. He was for a while. He... Could be as bad. He could be Tom Cruise. He was in Pulp Fiction. He was in Greece. He's John Travolta. I don't know what else we want out of John Travolta than for him to be John Travolta. Maybe this just kind of goes down in his list of movies that he was able to do. Yeah. I don't think he was bad. I think he ranged from great to good for the most part. No one seems to be addressing the scene where we find him crying by himself in his one moment of weakness. John Gotti's one moment of weakness we see in the whole film it's him weeping over the death of one of his sons. First, you want to call that a scene? I call it a snippet. It was maybe 20 seconds, if that. It wasn't enough to convince me that this character was vulnerable in any way. And 
it wasn't really that good, and it was framed horribly. Like, it was awkwardly framed looking at him from the stairwell, and it just, it looked like trash, and I could, it was so badly shot that I almost, like, it was almost incomprehensible. Even though I knew what was happening, it wasn't because I could see it, it was because I could connect the dots, and it wasn't artistic at all. I don't exactly know how to think about this. Cause I'm, and I that doesn't I have much to do with John Travolta at all. Anything you just said. All you talked about was the blocking of the shot. I think John Travolta did a fantastic job in that scene, regardless of camera work. I mean, he's crying. Everybody in this movie cries at some point, and all of them are somewhat bad at it. John Travolta just happens to not completely suck at it. Convince me more. Convince me more, both of you. I'm very curious. I think he gave the best performance we've seen from him in years. I really do. He was stoic. He was masculine. He was powerful. He commanded every shot he was in. He only showed one moment of weakness, and that moment was gripping. He showed us all of the complex levels of John Gotti in the most reserved way possible. And that scene is just one of many where I saw that happen in him. Chris has got a pretty good point. I mean, that was his one moment of weakness. It was. His and one moment of weakness that we saw. Yeah, that we saw. That is a good point. Although, I do have to make some kind of argument. Why is this the only weak moment of weakness we see from John Gotti and never another I would say it's because it's, that's who he is. Travolta does such a good job like reminding us pretty consistently that there are these layers to him, and then that is the moment where we finally see it show, right? And I think that also is kind of built up because of the other actors. His supporting cast are consistently supporting this idea that at the end of the day, he's still just one big softie trying to make it. You know, but they still respect him and they still uh, observe every ounce of authority that Gotti has. Yeah, what you got, Jacob? Yeah, when has being a softie ever garnered a mob boss respect? Like, really? No. Alan? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Exactly. It's not just. It's not a what, Alan? The Godfather. Speaking of which, I just realized, Curtis. Yes. My mind is blown. I see what you're. I see what you're getting to. Mm -hmm. But I'll wait. Very Godfather-esque. This is the Godfather of the 21st century. I would agree. I legitimately would agree, without a doubt. Think about it. Think about it. Think about the parallels between. The Godfather. A relationship to family movie. versus a relationship to the family. Exactly. The mom. Incredible. It's incredible. Curtis, why didn't you just say it? I was going to get there. You just jumped a few steps ahead of me. Uh, I didn't think you'd catch on yet. I caught on. Jacob, why don't you believe us? Why are you screaming? <laughs> screaming will get you nowhere. I once said, a, a wise man once said, 
Your first encounter is never your last. Just because Deep. I hated this movie at first, I've now seen it in a different light. A wise man also once said, walk in another man's shoes. I've walked in this movie's shoes. I've walked in, I feel personally that I've walked in John Gotti's shoes. I feel like I am John Gotti right now. And I understand completely what this movie is all about. Exactly. I would agree. Should I be throwing for my life right now, Alan? No, but I think that you should reconsider your own personal views. Because until you understand what Curtis and I have seen and what we've gone through, then you'll understand why this movie is so good. So are you saying that I need to like this movie before the podcast is done? Yes. This podcast will not end until we have completely converted everybody in this room. So like an altar you want me to kneel at or worship at or yes. offer up Curtis's finger as sacrifice on yes. or something? All of the above. I already did that with all of my fingers. That's dedication. And it is that unmoving dedication. That Think just about it. brings me to tears. Think about it this way, Jacob. Think about it this way. You have to deny everything you've ever known about film to understand where Curtis and I are coming from. I would agree. That means... It's transformative by nature. Yes. That means The Godfather ain't got nothing. Citizen Kane, complete wash. Jacob, Jacob, what's your favorite movie? Of all time. Schindler's List. Mm. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. This is more important to our time. Are you saying that the Holocaust didn't happen? I wouldn't necessarily I'm say I'm not that. saying that even a little bit. What I am saying is that there is good film, and then there is... Great in, film. Then there's great film. Life-changing film. Exactly. Schindler's List isn't even on this list. You want to know why? Because Gotti's taken up both places. It is both a good film... And a great film. Gotti is the only thing that should ever matter. The message of this movie is by far the most profound I've heard in a movie in 2018. Absolutely. And what, Curtis, is the message of this unrelenting, bashing me in the head piece of garbage? I would say... What what I personally received as a gift from this movie to me was the idea that no matter the opposition, no matter the struggle, whatever's happening, you can always make it through and become everything that you ever wanted to. And create things that will last a lifetime, no matter what anyone thinks. I think you're wrong. Because I think John Gotti made something that lasted more than a lifetime. I would say, to me, this movie, Gotti. The reason why it hit me on such a personal level, now that I've realized what this movie is, to me... 
this movie says that you can be the best that you can be. Mm. And just because everyone brings you down doesn't mean... You can still get right back up. Exactly. Mm. You can still get right back up. And it doesn't mean that the legacy that you've created is tarnished in any way. Mm. Think about it this way, Jacob. Think about it this way, right? Look me in the eyes. Think about it this way. Mm. What if Gotti never got caught? Nobody would know his legacy. Think about it. Citizen Kane, Rosebud, throw it in the fire. Throw the whole movie in the fire. Don't need it. Gotti's all I need now. Gotti is all I need. Mm-hmm. Amen. The plot made perfect sense. Yeah. Everything. And I loved the creative everything. use of timelines mm-hmm. and nonlinear storytelling. I love how it would constantly show us that he's talking to his son. A constant reminder that even though, even though the government had him at his knees and he couldn't go any further, his son was always there to continue the legacy. He could always pass it on. Always. No matter what happened, the legacy that he created and and was able to build with his family, both in a literal sense and in a metaphorical sense, would always live on with his son. Pure family. Pure family. Pure family. I think that finally convinced me. This movie is better than Schindler's List. It's better than The Godfather. It's better than First Reformed. It's better than The Dark Knight. It's the best movie of all time. It's the only movie that should ever exist, Jacob. And I'm sorry that it took me so long to realize it, you guys. You've truly convinced me about how fantastic this movie really is. And I'm forever grateful for the service you have done to society by convincing one person of this fact. One person at a time. One person at a time. And I sure hope that everybody listening will understand why it is that makes what it is and why it is that makes film such a powerful medium. And I think I can speak for all of us in saying that this film surpasses and transcends the ability to score. And I think it transcends the ability to recommend. Amen. Amen. Hmm. So it's up to you now, listeners. What will you do with this information? What will you do? I have now lived as a mob boss. I have now seen the best and the worst of family. I have now lived. I have now lived. I have now lived. So will you live? Will you live, Jacob? I will live and die with the legacy of John Gotti. I am John Gotti. I am John Gotti. We are John Gotti. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Hope to see you soon.